hello, hello, hello. Marriage can be a challenging relationship. So today we're going to talk about how you can work on your marriage. What's up, everybody? My name is Otis. My name is Bronte. And this is the Faith, Family, and Fellowship Podcast. We are super, super excited to have you all join us today. with us. And uh, today we're going to talk about marriage a little bit. All right. All right. Are you excited to be married to me? Of course I am. (laughs) (laughs) I figured you would say that, but I believe you wholeheartedly that you really do enjoy being married to me. I know for a fact that I love you with all of my heart. Oh, how sweet. Isn't that sweet? That Um, is. And I mean that, but we have, uh, we've been married in July, July the the 20th. Okay, were you going to? Mess up and say the wrong thing? No, no, no. I just wanted to make sure I um, lined that up real good. (laughs) I wanted it to sound crisp and clear. Um, July the 20th, we will celebrate 20 years of marriage. Yes. Yes. And I cannot believe we have been married that long. It seems like yesterday. It does. Um, We dated all of what, nine months? Yeah, it wasn't long at all. We were planning a wedding. Yeah, quickly. Uh, And you might be saying, well, how in the world could y'all get married so quickly? But... When you know, you know. Yep. And 20 years later, we're still rocking. So um, grateful for our relationship, grateful for uh, what has resulted because of our union, our, our kids, uh, the families coming together. Here's something I noticed the other day. My mother and my mother-in-law get along like friends. Yes, they do. Uh, they literally, as my, uh, you know, we were together for Father's Day for a little bit. And when my parents were getting ready to leave, they were leaving first to go somewhere else. Uh, they literally hugged each other and said, I love you. That mm-hmm. You don't have that everywhere. That's true. We are so blessed to have a family, a whole family, you know, that really enjoys being around one another. It's yeah. not fake. It's not a show, but it's genuine love. And so I'm just grateful that God has blessed us with the family that we have. Most definitely. So we're really excited about that. But we're going to get right into 20 years of marriage. What does it take to have a 20-year marriage? Um, as a given, I'm going to have to tell you, you're going to have to have a lot of prayer. <laughs> yes. A lot of prayer, right? Uh, and when I say that, I don't say it like, oh, my goodness, it was, it was horrible. You know, I had to pray my way through everything. But, no, I think that in relationship, you're, you're typically getting married. Typically, I say, uh, traditionally, we got married in churches. And sometimes now you go to the courthouse or wherever. But uh, for us, prayer is a critical piece of our relationship. Yes. It keeps us together. It helps us uh, as we pray together, as we pray for one another. Uh, it's just a big component of, of having a good, solid, strong relationship. And that's not one of our points today, but it's just like it's a given to have God in your marriage. If you really want your relationship to work, find your relationship in God's hands. Make sure you place it in his hands and allow him to lead and guide you through your relationship. Would you agree with that or do you have something you want to add? No, I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. You have to have, have prayer because God gives direction Mm -hmm. to you and your relationship and you as an individual. And so if you have that and you two are praying together on the same things, Mm -hmm. you can work in harmony with each other. That's true. You can work completely in harmony with each other. And so that's just, It's just necessary. But we're going to give you, um, this is certainly not an exhaustive list of things that you need in your relationship for it to work. But I certainly want want us to be able to point out at least 
the three top things, uh, I won't say top, but three critical things that are necessary for a solid, strong, growing, healthy relationship. Okay? okay. The first thing I would say is that you're going to have to have a level of sacrifice. You're going to have to have a level of sacrifice. So what do I mean by that? Um, we live our life for a long time as singles. Mm-hmm. Or we're um, by ourselves, even though we have family, but we are learning ourselves from the moment that we are born. We're beginning to learn who we are. We're growing into the character of who we're becoming. And so a lot of our life before marriage is us learning and knowing how to function within ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to be honest. We become very selfish because we are focused on ourselves, which is necessary, right? We should be doing that. But when you get married, then it's going to cause you to have to do some things a little bit differently because you've got another person um, that's in your life. And the Bible says that a man shall leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife and those two shall become one. one. There's the rub. <laughs> you got to become one. And I, I, for me to become one, there has to be sacrifice, which means I'm going to have to forget about some of the things that I want. Uh, and maybe not just forget about them, but you're going to have to move some things around, put some things to the side so that you can think collectively as a whole for both of you and not just one of you, not just yourself, because now we're moving forward together. And I think a lot of people might miss this in that they still try to function as if they're single in a relationship, in a That's marriage. True. That's true. Uh, you have to learn how to not, like you said, not be selfish. You have to learn how to see who needs what when mm -hmm. you know so it may be something that you need right now whereas it's something that I just want right now right and I have to sacrifice what I want for what you need in this moment and that's critical when you're in a, in a relationship because it that can that can lead to other issues like I don't you don't care about my feelings or you don't care about what I need you know and that can become a big issue in your marriage so it's important to look at necessity mm -hmm. yeah versus wants yeah that's really big. Necessities versus want. I give an example. Uh, for a long time, uh, once we got married, I gave up my um, my option for a car purchase. Mm -hmm. I gave up my option for a car purchase because I wanted you to have the better car. And so whenever we bought a car, we made sure the car that we bought would be the car that you would drive. And I would take um, the car that was that was in the worst shape, the one the one that might have needed more work or the one that, you know, could break down or, the, you know, the one that was just an older year. Right. And gratefully, we had cars that um, were good cars on both levels, the new ones that we bought and the one that I would ever would I would drive. You know, it would be a good car and it worked for as well. But I gave up the option of purchasing a car for me because I wanted to make sure sure that whatever you were driving was sustainable and in good shape for you and the boys because you were doing a lot more of the making sure that they were where they needed to be mm -hmm. and the things that needed to be done for the house when it came to in-house in, in stuff. Yeah. And so for you to get back and forth and to do what you had to do, I wanted to make sure that you were driving comfortably and that you had what you needed. I sacrificed the fact that I might have wanted a certain type of vehicle so that you could have what you needed. And I became very comfortable in, hey, I'm good as long as I have a car 
car uh, that gets me from point A to point B. Uh, my only requirement was to have at least some AC because I, I sweat <laughs> like crazy. So I wanted to make sure that I at least had AC. And I was blessed and fortunate enough to have vehicles that had that. So, um, but I was willing to sacrifice that to the point where it was just like, okay, I, you know, I'm, I'm good as long as I can get where I need to go. Yeah, that's a very good example of of sacrifice, the giving and taking in relationships. Absolutely. So number one, sacrifice. You're going to have to have a level of sacrifice, right? Yep. And number two is communication. We all know that anything we do in life, there has to be communication um, that takes place. There has to be effective communication uh, that takes place. And in a marriage, you definitely have to have it. You need to communicate about absolutely everything. Thing. Everything. Everything. I know sometimes, you know, you would tell me, you, I didn't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> because we, we actually communicate about every single thing. Right. And I believe that's what has made our relationship as successful as it is because I feel like I can share any and everything with you yeah. and you will receive it right. and not judge me. You know, regardless of what it is that I say, you will receive it and know where it's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, communication to me, if we were ranking these, which we're not ranking these communication is ultimately in the natural sense going to be number one for me. We talked about the godly sense of having God in it, but if we're talking naturally, you have to be able to communicate in your relationship. If there is no communication in the relationship, I assure you the relationship is going to die. Because that connection that we have with each other, communications open the door for trust. It opens the door for the ability to to agree and to move together. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? You have to have that communication piece. And to be honest with you, this is the one thing that my mom, as I was preparing to marry Bronte, she said, if you don't have anything outside of God, make sure that you two communicate. Mm Mm-hmm. And what I've learned over the years that she was saying is that communication was the basis for our love. It was going to be the basis for our successes. It was going to be the basis for even in our struggles, how to get through our struggles. Right. Because having that open dialogue, talking about the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent and whatever else was there. If we could talk through it together, make a decision that as we talk through it, that we're going to be at this place at the end of the conversation, whether it was good or bad, then having that open table conversation always brought us back to each other. Right. And, you know, there is two people that are becoming one. So Mm -hmm. you have to communicate. You have to, you know, tell your your husband or your wife what makes you feel what way, you know, if, if the way they talk to you makes you feel angry or if it makes you feel uncomfortable um, or if it's a trigger for you from some past issues, you need to communicate that. That way they know how to handle you. They know what you like. They know what you don't like. But, you know, oftentimes we tend to think that um, we are mind readers, like we know everything. And I don't care how long you've been in your relationship, you will always have to communicate because we're always changing. That's a good point. We're always changing. So, I what you're telling me is I'm not married to the uh, the Bronte I married 20 years ago. Absolutely not. I mean, a new girl. <laughs> in a sense, I mean, we as we go through different challenges in life, and as we go through age, yeah, you know, uh, this is 20 years later. I'm not the 20 something year old. Yeah. I'm the 40 something year old, and so yeah. that there are different desires that I have now that mm-hmm. I didn't have then. Right. Yeah. 
that that the evolution of Bronte. That's what I feel like this is. <laughs> so. Oh, now you definitely have changed as well. <laughs> oh, I'm still the same guy. <laughs> no, but communication really is a, a critical piece of your relationship because you are changing. And then when I think about communication, it's not only the verbal aspect of communication. Yes. It is also the physical aspect of communication because we communicate a lot with our body language. I may say that I'm okay but my body will tell you something different. So mm-hmm. I'm saying that for us to know that when you're with your spouse, you need to read them fully. Right. Don't just read what they say, read what they're also doing. Um, because I may be sick, but I don't want you to know that. I may say, uh, yeah, I feel, I feel fine. But my eyes and my body structure, the way I'm lumped over, humped over might say he, he doesn't really feel good. Yeah. And sometimes, um, we don't give everybody everything they need to know so that they can help us. So communication is going to be so critical to your relationship. Make sure that you're communicating. Okay. So we've talked about sacrifice. We've talked about communication. The third thing that we kind of want to bring out is support. Mm -hmm. Support is so big because going back to my original example of we're born, we're individuals, we're growing, we're learning ourselves. We also begin to gain aspirations, things that we want to do, things that we want to become. And we go hard after those things. If you have any inclination of any kind of drive, any any kind of desire to be something or do something, you're going to be hard pressed and you're going to be working towards that. And so when you get with someone that's becoming your spouse or that becomes your spouse, they may also have those same kind of desires where they're trying to become something. And we have dreams and visions for ourselves individually. So as we're coming together, we're trying to make these dreams and these visions go together in one bucket. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that they have to be the same thing. We don't have to be doing the same thing. We don't have to work at the same job. We don't have to have the same aspirations. But what we do have to have in a healthy relationship is support for one another. Yes, definitely. Support for one another. So I'll give you an example of that is that uh, my wife, for a, Bronte, for a long time have wanted, has wanted to be a teacher. Um, but we were both working in the same, uh, for the same company uh, for, for multiple years. And the opportunity presented itself through God just giving her an opportunity to become a teacher. And I said, who am I to stop you from fulfilling the dream that you have? I supported Bronte through the process of transitioning from this corporate job into becoming a teacher. And that transition, we had to make some adjustments financially because she was going to be making a little bit less than what she was making in this corporate job. But because I'm her husband and, and I wanted to support her in what she was doing, I made sure that everything was in place so that as long as she wanted to do that, she could go and do it mm-hmm. without any frustration, without any worry, without that was my job. That's still my job today to make sure that she has what she needs needs. And so we support each other through the things that we do. I supported her in that season of life. Fast forward a few years later, (laughs) and I have an opportunity to go out and do something on my own and walk away from a corporate job as well. Mm -hmm. And in that season, Bronte supported me. She allowed me the opportunity to go and make that shift and that transition, which even today I'm still going through that shift and transition, but we are working together hand in hand with each other's support. And, you know, we go back to the top of this because prayer is the key. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you between mm-hmm. these transitions, right. prayer is the key because we had to have the strength of God to be able to stay focused right. on what we were doing on the transition and being able to be encouraging when the other one was feeling doubtful. Um, so it took prayer in order to be able to, 
to sustain the transition, the, yeah. the ups and downs of transitioning. Um, like you said, you know, I lost income during that time and we had children and so that was an adjustment in itself and then let let's not speak about the the mental yeah um, aspect of it all aspect of it in the mental you're like did I make the right decision why did I do this at at this time you know you start doubting your decisions but if you just uh, pray and allow God to lead and guide you the the other one has to be that support system when the other one is is falling you know feeling weak and so that's what we are for one another. We that's support right. each other through our changes and through our challenges. And we never put each other down. Right. Right. We're all right. We're always uplifting each other, encouraging one another. And as husband and wife, it's, it's, it's so imperative that we not tear each other down yeah. because we are really one good. unit. We are two people that have become one. And so if I'm talking about you, I'm essentially talking about myself because right. we are one. I made the decision to be with you. And so that's what in relationships. Now we need to understand that we are one. And if I'm, if I'm cutting me, I'm cutting my husband. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's really good because um, all of this is imperative to a successful relationship um, where we lean on each other, where we depend on each other. And uh, it's easy for us to cut each other down. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, it doesn't take a lot, of, a lot of work to cut somebody down to cause any, any issues, any problems for someone. We, 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 it's, it's just an easy skill set to have to make someone feel better. To bad. lash out, yeah. To lash out, yeah, to open up and lash out to someone. But in, in our relationships, the more we can build each other up, uh, and, and the example of that is with, with us is that, you know, again, when you have those mental moments of, did I make the right decision? Somebody That, that spouse is, they need to be the one to say, no, you did. And this is, we're on the right path. We're doing what we've said and we've agreed to, going back to communication. We talked about this and we agreed that this is what we wanted to do and this is where we're going to go. So I've got to help at that point, push my spouse through what they're going mm-hmm. through. That, that motivation that they need needs to come from the spouse. And then, you know, there are going to be other people around that's going to motivate and encourage. And of course, as we're praying through it, but God has placed a spouse in your path, in your life for you to be able to help. We're helpmates. Yes. We help each other. Right. So so that's very, very critical that you support each other. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and nail this down. We're going to nail this down and look at it from this perspective. That if you want a successful relationship, there are some things you're going to have to do. It's going to require you to sacrifice. It's going to require you to give of yourself. It's going to require you to open up and communicate. It's going to require you to support and help other uh, the, the spouse that you have in your life. And it cannot be about you. If you want a successful relationship, it cannot be me-centered. Right. Exactly. You have to work together as a team and to communicate effectively, not a shouting match, not um, in authority, but work together in harmony to accomplish your goals and your dreams. And as you do that, you'll begin to see everything come together. Yes. You want to pray for us today? I will. Let us pray. Father, we honor you for who you are. We thank you for this time of sharing with our friends. Lord, we ask that you will continue to bless us and keep us. We ask that you will allow our relationships to flourish, God, and help us to be able to know what it is to sacrifice, to communicate effectively, and to support one another in our journey of marriage. We honor you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.